Till I'm Tiptoed you. Dot com. The podcast about pop culture, black history, and spirituality. Yeah. It's about to be a great vibe. Dr. Tip. Gonna take it away. Till I'm Tiptoed you. Thank you for joining me for another edition of Tell Em Tip Told You. It's been a few weeks since I spoke to you guys and I miss you so much. Um, It's amazing how much I've missed you. Let me tell you why I've been missing. So the very first week that I missed, I was rear-ended. I was in a car accident. I still have some ongoing back issues related to that. And um, it happened during the day that I would have recorded and uploaded and all that kind of stuff. So that put off that first week. And then Irma happened. And I'm here in Southwest Georgia. She was such a beast that she tore up almost the entire state. Um, People from down here all the way up to my folks in Atlanta were without power. So it was a struggle that weekend. And then this past yesterday, I'm late today because yesterday I discovered that the, the audio I recorded as a backup was somehow deleted by accident. But I, you know, I counted all joy. I figured that there was some stuff I needed to wait to talk about, um, so we're just going to, you know, say that that's the thing. One of the first things I, well, let me just give you what I want to talk about today and then we'll jump in. So first I want to talk to you about divine timing. <laughs> I think there is a such thing as divine timing. So I want to talk about that. And then I want to briefly, not a whole lot of time, but talk about um, the protests that are going around the league today in light of 45's uh, son of a bitch comment Um, that was veiled towards Kaepernick. And then I want to talk about this new phenomenon on Facebook that has me all hot and bothered. So let's just jump right in. Divine timing, guys. Oh, I forgot. I also want to talk about uh, manifesting and the secret of the secret. We'll get there. So divine timing, right? Um, You know, I'm not going to beat myself up for missing those few weeks because life happens. Uh, It taught me a lesson. I want to have some canned episodes ready to plug and play if in an event I can't record live. Um, I I didn't want to have that kind of podcast because I'd rather talk to you about things as they come up. But now I see that there needs to be just in case emergency situations come come up, uh, there will be a way for me to keep some consistency. One of the things I know about my own personality, and we'll talk about this a little bit later when we get to manifesting, um, is that I can't break routine. If I break routine, it's very difficult for me to get back into the swing of things. So I'm very proud of myself that even though it's late, this is this is posted on a Sunday. Because if I break the pattern, it's hard for me to get back. We know it takes 21 days to make a habit. It's much less time to break it. So let's um, let's just appreciate timing and the fact that some things happen the way they're absolutely supposed to happen and when they're supposed to happen. See, sometimes we get, um, I, I'm not going to put it on anybody else. Sometimes I get distracted at paying attention to when other people's blessings come. That is a distraction for me putting in the work to achieve my own blessing. So I'm going to relax and let God, uh, whatever you choose to call God, uh, set the timing for me. And I'm just going to work on being my best self and being prepared for whatever the day brings. How about that? I think we should all be doing that. So let me just move right into the thing with Kaepernick. Um, I'm just, my heart is full 
my heart is let's start there my heart is full at so many people who are getting behind the hashtag take a knee movement so we've got celebrities we've got um athletes we've got lay people folks all on social media who are applauding the players today taking a knee um but here's the problem right it took over a year for some of y'all to get on board that's a problem in and of itself, because now I think you're kneeling in opposition to Trump's comments and not necessarily kneeling for the same reasons that Kaepernick was kneeling. And I don't think many of you are kneeling in solidarity with Kaepernick. I think now it's just to, you know, F45 type thing. And if that is your objective, is that if that is your reasoning right now, if that's your rationale for, for supporting the movement, you're off base. You have been distracted, my dear. See, there is a game. Okay, my first major was public relations. And one of the things that I don't admire many things about 45. Please don't get what I'm about to say twisted. I don't admire the man at all. But what he is very good at is the art of distraction. I don't know if it's him or his team. He's a bumbling idiot, so maybe it's his team that's really good at it. But whomever <laughs> is good at the art of distraction. So Kaepernick took a knee in protest originally because of black bodies being lynched in the street and there being no consequence tied to that, right? He was very explicit, very verbal, right? We don't have to try to figure out what the brother was doing because he said it. Over and over and over again, he said it. Well, now, after a year of foolishness, only because 45 says something, is there now a in mass response to Kaepernick's protest? So now you've got black players kneeling in solidarity. Solidarity to what? Are you really just thumbing your nose at 45? If you are, you've missed the point. See, earlier today on social media, I, there was an old, uh, there was a woman who was talking about, you know, um, just pray for 45. He's dividing the country and this and that and this and that. And when I hear that, it makes my teeth itch because that to me lets me know you haven't been paying attention, my dear. If you think 45 is the root of the divisiveness in this country, you've not been paying attention. It happened before he took office. This country is founded on principles of division. The violence against black bodies, brown bodies, red bodies, yellow bodies, that's woven into the flag you're mad because the brothers ain't standing up for. That's what this country was built on, the oppression and exploitation of, of non-white bodies. If you're confused by that and you think 45 is the problem, I'm going to need you to take a couple of history classes. Now, don't fret. I'm going to tell you at the end of this episode how you can do that for free. But I'm moving on for now. I, I, I'm very proud to see so many people with the hashtag. One of the things I want us to do, I'm charging everybody who's proposed, uh, who is supporting that hashtag to do something tomorrow. So we can't just let this be a Sunday football phenomenon. I'm boycotting the league from here until eternity. <laughs> Even if they offer Kaepernick a job, I'm I, I'm going to try my best never to watch the NFL again. Um, it has proven itself to me. I'm not I'm not distracted by the, the owners who are now supporting, supposedly supporting their players because Kaepernick still ain't got no job. So if you really <laughs> were in support of the protest, you would have given the brother a job. But that's a whole nother story. I'm not going there. 
What I will say is that this cannot be a Sunday football night phenomenon. I need for everybody who says that they support the Take a Knee movement to do something tomorrow, whether it's to join or to donate money to some organization in your community that's already doing work, or it is to begin a mentor relationship with some young child, or it's to go see the elders in your community and sit with them and talk to them, get some of that knowledge and run some errands for them. If it is to invest in black businesses or start one, if it is to go to the doctor and get your annual checkup, take care of whatever illnesses you've been ignoring. I need for you to do something, take this energy and do something more than just posting on social media. I need for that to be the thing. And I also need for whatever you decide to do to be centered in ourselves. Now, I follow David Banner on, on um, Instagram. And for the most part, I'm a fan. I'm Southern. He's Southern. You know, I like hip hop, whatever. I'm a fan for the most part. But he gets me a little lost. Sometimes he can be slightly hope teppy um, faux tepi. And, um, today he was talking about, um, you know, taking a page out of our enemy's book, but they're violent. So maybe we need to meet that with violence and blah, blah, blah. And anytime you begin to center someone else, you're not doing your own work. So when I say be in protest, we need to establish, we need to be proactive. Let me say it like that. We need to be proactive. Whatever we're doing in our communities cannot only be sparked when there are problems. We have to have ongoing commitment so that when the next shit does hit the fan, we're ready for it. We're not just reacting for it. We have prepared for it. Pretty girls prep. I told you that's coming soon. Keep a lookout on the website. We have to be prepared for it, right? Um, so if you don't remember, go back to that episode that was dedicated to Charlottesville. I gave some explicit game plans that we can start using. Um, at the end of this episode, I'm going to, going to give a shout out and an open call to some people in Georgia so that we can start doing some work, um, or some organized work. Uh, but I just don't want this to be a one day thing. I'm so, again, I'm so grateful for so many people paying attention. I just want us to think more deeply about it. I don't want the, the root of it to be lost. The root of it is in protest to black bodies being destroyed. It's not in opposition to 45, y'all. If you're if you're concentrating on 45, you are missing the mark. We are about protecting self. We are centering in self, not reacting to somebody else. Okay? I'm off that. So I want to talk to you about the power of manifestation. Right. This was the episode I tried to record the other day that got destroyed. Um, maybe it wasn't divine timing for me to record it that day. Um, I was up in my feelings a little bit. So maybe today is a better day to do it. We're in the last quarter of 2017. So a lot of us, well, if you're if you're smart, let me say it this way. If you're smart and you're serious about changing your life, you don't wait until tw- the night before 2018 to make your resolutions. You start now making the resolutions and then creating a game plan to achieve the resolutions and then start working towards it so that January 1, you're already full motion, right? You're not starting January 1, you're full motion in the plan, January 1. Um, That is the secret to the secret. So a lot of us uh, initially got caught up in the law of attraction, the secret, uh, what other names was it called? You you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Where (sighs) there is a lot of truth in it. 
But I think it got so commercialized, so many people creating vision boards, which is something I do with my clients. I'm not saying that that's not a good thing. Vision boards are a very good thing, but it can't be the only thing, right? If you have a vision board and that's your last step, I can pretty much guarantee it's not going to be um, completely fulfilled, right? You might, you might look up on one or two things, but I, I don't think you'll achieve the whole of the board if the board is your last step. So let me tell you what the secret of the secret is. I'm going to move some stuff around. I hope it doesn't get too loud while I'm moving it, but my leg is falling asleep and I'm in the bed. See. All right. So um, here's the secret to the secret. They veil it under gratitude, right? This idea that if you, once you name a thing that you want, well, yeah, let me start with the gratitude and I'll go back to the, the word sounds. But once you name a thing a thing, you have to be grateful for it so that you create the, the energy so that the universe can give you that thing, right? That's how the secret talks about it. You have to have gratitude as if you've already received the blessing. I would agree with that. But see, that's only part of it. Here's the secret to the secret. Here's the secret they don't tell you. You have to be faithful over a few things before you get all of the things. I'm going to say that again and then I'm going to unpack it for you. You have to be grateful. I'm sorry. You have to be a better steward of the small things so that you can have access to the greater things. Does that make sense? So here's the way my friend Brandon, Brandon, if you're listening, we need to hurry up and record Midlife Musings. Here's the way my friend Brandon explained it the other day. He said, if you're a parent, your child comes to you and says, Daddy, I need $20. You hand the child a $20 bill and they tear it up in your face. They walk away. A few days later, they come back and say, Daddy, can I have $50? The question he posed is, would you give your child $50? I think everybody listening would agree that the answer is no. You weren't faithful over the 20 I gave you. Why would I give you 50? Okay, see, that's the missing part of the secret. If you are not a good steward of the blessings you have already received, it's really difficult for the universe to deliver some more. You're not ready for it, right? You got to be ready to receive blessings. Does that make sense? So we're out here, and I'm guilty of this sometimes. I'm out here praying for a husband, somebody to love me, to cherish me, et cetera, et cetera. Shit, I haven't first loved, learned to love myself completely. And until I am a steward of that thing, the other thing can't, it doesn't have space to come in, right? I have to show the universe that I know how to love me so that it can bring me someone to love. Does that make sense to you? And we have to be very careful and very um, specific about how we choose to manifest our reality. So we're asking for this other thing. Step one is being sure that you have made space for that other thing by being a good steward of the thing you already have, right? I want to add to that the power of word, the spoken word, word sounds. In all kind of religious traditions, they have this idea of the sacredness of the word. You've heard me say many a times, I am, I love word. Word is sacred to me, all right? In, um, in, in Lukumi, you can speak a curse. You can speak a healing, all right? In Christianity, we're told that the power of death and life reside in the tongue. Isn't that the same thing? You can speak life. You can take life with the power of the tongue, speaking things. Uh, John begins, in the beginning was the word and the word was made flesh. 
right? So the word pre-exists everything else, even in Genesis, right? God speaks the world into, into existence, the universe into existence. So there, we know, we should know that there is generative power in the word, meaning the word can be used to create a reality. I want us to begin to be very careful about how we use the word. In previous episodes, I've talked to you about hegemony, right? Creating a narrative of excellence. We have to be about that business. So if we are attempting to create a reality, our words have to match the reality we're attempting to create. Not only our words, but our actions, right? So we have to speak a thing. For example, if you're starting a business, let's say um, you're starting a tutoring business, and you hear someone say, my son needs a tutor. Hopefully you don't say, hey, I'm thinking about starting a tutoring business. Because that means you're just thinking about it. Hopefully you will say, I'm a tutor. Let's do it another way. Say you're taking some photography classes because your, jo- your, your goal is to become a professional photographer. And you hear somebody is looking for headshots. Hopefully you don't go to that person and say, hey, I'm still taking some classes. Can I? No, you go to that person and you announce yourself, your identity. You claim your destiny with your word. Right? Doesn't that make sense? If we know there is generative power in the word, how we speak our destinies into creation matters. Which is also why we have to be very careful of how we choose to use language. Um, I told you my back um, has been irritated since the accident. I have to be very careful. I caught myself a couple of times saying to other people, oh, my back is killing me. I can't say that. Word sounds have generative power. I don't want to create that reality. So what I need to start saying is my back is irritated right now, but it's getting better. Right? Because that's the reality I choose to create. We have to learn to be very particular and precise with our language. Because where it sounds have power. And so now that we're in the last quarter of the year, some of the things that we are beginning to manifest for the new year, we need to start speaking them into existence now. Get you some accountability partners that can check you on your language and that can help you manifest your plan. So I've already said so far that you got to be better stewards of the things you have. You need to be careful of how you speak your destiny into existence. Here's the other thing. You need a plan. See, this is why those vision boards, if you don't do anything after them, they don't work. This is what I'm trying to teach my students right now. And I have a couple of clients I'm working with. I'm trying to teach them this is that once you have your five year plan, everybody under the sound of my voice should have a five year plan. If you don't, um, I have I have one on the website for download. If you have problems finding it, send me an email at drtip at tellemtiptoldyou.com so I can get you that because everybody needs a five year plan. You need to start year five, five years from now, where do you see yourself? Then you need to break that down into yearly goals. Your yearly goals need to be broken down into monthly goals. Your monthly goals need what? Weekly goals. Then here's the kicker. Your daily to-do list, and I am an advocate for you sitting down at night writing the list for tomorrow. Everybody should be doing that tonight. Write your list tonight of things you need to do tomorrow. When you finish that list, you should be able to take each item on that list and tie it to one of your goals. If you can't do that, you're wasting time. That means you're not working towards your goal. 
So for example, my five-year goal is to have completed at least four books, which means I got to have some writing time on my to-do list tomorrow. See how that works? If my goal five years from now is to be a certain weight and I break that down into my monthly, weekly goals, somewhere on my to-do list for the week, there has to be some workout. There has to be some grocery shopping. There has to be some cooking. There has to be, be some, some form of exercise, some form of meditation so that my physical self is healthy. So you have to turn your goals into your daily to-dos. Every decision you make, be clear on this. I want to say this carefully. Every decision you make in life either pulls you closer to your goal or pulls you further away from it. When you are writing that to-do list, you need to keep that in mind. Also, when you're writing that to-do list, keep the gratitude in mind. Be a better steward of the things you have, which includes our time. That's the biggest blessing the universe gives us is time. What are we doing with the gift You see what I'm saying? I'm going to talk some more about that because I really want us to be ramping up. We know there's approximately 21 days to make a habit. So when we get closer to November, I'm going to give you some real concrete action plans. But right now, I just want you to get in the habit. Just start that habit. The first habit I want you to do is to put at night, before you go to bed, I want you to think through your day, right? Remind on your day, quiet preferably in the dark, think through your day and ask yourself, have I been a good steward of the gifts I already have? Let your spirit answer that question. If the answer is no, then you know tomorrow you got to do better, right? If the answer is yes, praise God, give thanks, do better tomorrow still, right? That's the first thing I want you to get in the habit of. The second thing I want you to get in the habit of um, either late night before you go to bed or early morning, first thing you come up, create that daily to-do list that is tied directly to your five-year plan. I want you to do that. I'm just giving you those, those two assignments. Again, when we get closer to the end of the year, I'll have some more concrete things I want us to do together because I'm on this path with you. I'm on this journey with you. I'm only talking through things that I'm beginning to unravel for myself. So I, I want you guys to help hold me accountable. So I'm going to be doing this with you, but I, we have those two assignments, okay? Have I been a good steward of my day? Map out my to-do list directly related to my five-year plan. Whoop, there it is. We do that. We're going to be rolling into the new year already moving and manifesting our dreams. All right. I've talked about everything else I want to talk about. O-M-G. The Beard Game. Uh, I, I can't even get it out. The Beard Game Matters group on Facebook. Oh my goodness. Y'all, I wasn't ready. Let me tell you about the beauty of this group. The black man is a wondrously made creature. And then put some hair on his face. Whew, Lord have mercy, y'all. I have wasted so much time the last two days looking at those pictures. But let me tell you the beauty of it. I was about to settle for a fuckboy. I, maybe I shouldn't have said that like that. But I was about to settle for this, this thing on the side. Man, look at here. If it's still brothers out here looking like that, I have work to do. Let me become a better steward of loving myself so that the creator can give me a man that looks like that. See, I believe in the power of manifestation. 
So let me tell you about the beast I'm about to manifest. He's going to be so chocolatey and beautiful. And his arms are going to be like tree trunk limbs. And his pecs are going to be rubbable. And his back is going to be rippled. And he's going to have locks and a thick beard. You know, really, I'm going all out. Because I got to see it so I can manifest it. And honey, let me tell you, I'm I'm being really silly, but for real, y'all, I think it's such a wonderful thing to see women so in love with the black man. I just want to know when we're going to have our group or if we would have. See, that's what's been going on my mind lately. So part of me is uh, enamored with with the, the physical specimen on that page. But I'm asking myself culturally, could it work the same way for women? I don't know because see these men, some of them voluntarily show their bodies, but even just the facial shots from what I've seen is are getting thousands of likes. And I don't know if sisters, if we would get the same likes, if we're not overtly sexual on pictures and that's putting me in a, in a kind of reflective space. I haven't completely unpacked those thoughts, so I'm not going to go there yet, but I'm just really curious to know if it would work the same way if the gender were flipped. Which made me start thinking of some other things. You know, these brothers get a lot of money for social commentary. I've not seen sisters able to have the same kinds of followings. What does that say? Like, I don't have answers to those musings yet. I just want you to know that they're there in my heart and my mind right now. I'm trying to unpack some things. I really need to hear from you. I haven't heard from you because I haven't been on. And it puts me in a, in a dark place. I'm sorry. I miss you. So please email me at drtip at tellemtiptoldyou.com. Um, here's the other thing I wanted to say before I got off the air. So um, the, the Take a Knee movement, I told you I'm charging everybody to move that to also a Monday action. Uh, I've decided, you know, if you follow me, if you have followed me for a while, you know, I used to do some online lessons called Sankofa Sessions, where they were like free black history classes online. Um, it, it, it got hard to do, um, but I'm rededicating myself to that. I'm, I'm, I'm an educator. I mean, that's one of the purposes I think I have in life. I'm an educator. And what I have decided to do is to do at least once a month, some type of community based um class in black history. So my first one I'm aiming for, um, sometime in October towards the end of October in Warner Robins, Georgia. Um, I'm going to find a space and I'm going to do a community black history class. And my goal is to do one a month, either in Albany, Atlanta, or all, um, Warner Robins. Those are kind of my, or making, those are kind of my stomping grounds. Uh, right now. So I'll do that. And maybe we'll stream them out as podcasts. I don't know. Um, But that's going to be one of the ways I give back to the community. I'm looking for some other concrete things that I myself need to start doing. I I was doing more uh, work at one point in my life, and I feel like I need to do more now. Uh, The times call for it. So if you're interested in attending that, make sure you go to www.tellemtiptoldyou.com and sign up for the mailing list so that when um, the flyers and things like that come out for the classes, you'll be aware of them. And hopefully you can come to some or at least tune in on the days we have them. I'm still looking for people who want to come on the show and talk to me about different issues. 
Um, again, if you're interested in that, send me an email at drtip at tellhimtiptoldyou.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Um, I think that's all I want to say today. I think maybe, maybe we'll record again like halfway through the week because I feel like it's a lot I missed saying to you. Anyway, I loved speaking to you today. I missed you so much. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Tell them Tip told you. Bye.